coming at you from the Hey Yo Studios. It's the Fade Route with D and Z. Here are your hosts, D and Z. Coming at you live from the AO studio. AO. It's the Fade Route with D and Z. I am D, and we've got a great show for you tonight. We're going to talk National League MVP. We're going to make our Super Bowl predictions. And the Cardinals are defining what the captaincy means to them. But we'll begin today's show with it's finally here. Woo woo! It's the 2024 NFL season kickoff. It happens tomorrow where the Lions will be opening against the Kansas City Chiefs. Now, Z, it's one game. It's opening night, but it is the defending champs. It's still to be determined if they're going to be with or without Travis Kelsey. And it will be determined if they are with or without Chris Jones. But what will the opening of the NFL season look like for the Lions and the Chiefs? Well, first and foremost, Happy New Year. (laughs) It's here. It's ready. It is finally time. The lights are on bright. It's time to go. And for the Lions, right, this is the biggest game in how long? Probably a very, very long time. (laughs) Since the last time they were in the playoffs. (laughs) There are aspirations for this team. Right, They're being crowned. They're the uncrowned division champs by many pundits. They're drawing the defending champions. So clearly, the NFL sees something in what the Lions are building, the program that Dan Campbell is building. Now, the Chiefs have a, you know, defending champions, like you said. They have their own little bit of drama. Chris Jones says he can... If he just wants a raise and he can play tomorrow night. Man, I just want a raise. I just want a raise, man. Like, if Chris Jones puts pen to paper, walks on to the field, and dominates, shut it down. I mean, like, come on. Mm. Like, that's, that's freaking ridiculous. Like, you're not supposed to be able to do that. No. No, you're not supposed to be able to do that at all. The other thing is Travis Kelsey. Mm. What are we looking at here? Oof. It's yeah. a hyperextension. Now, they're, they're trying to, you know, they're, they're trying to downplay this a little bit. He's questionable. Mm-hmm. They shouldn't play him. No. For playoff aspirations, for Super Bowl aspirations, he should not play. You have enough with your running game. You have enough with Sky Moore. You have enough with Kadarius Toney. You have, an, you know, Isaiah Pacheco can carry the load. You don't have to worry about this. You can, you can let Kelsey rest up. If this was the Super Bowl, tape it up. Mm-hmm. Not for game one. Not for game one. Mm-hmm. I'm looking at defense, right? Week one, that's the first time that you're going to be playing your full complement of guys for the most part. We're going to implement your full system. Mm-hmm. And we're going to see what the Lions can do. We know what Aiden Hutchinson can do. What about the rest of that team? What about the rest of that defense? That that defense was suspect last year. You know? So, I want to see what improvements have they made on that side of the ball. Right. They replaced their entire running back core. 
Mm-hmm. I want to see what Jameer Gibbs can do. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I want to see that. Can Jared Goff, can he replicate what he did last year? Or is he going to be LA Rams' Jared Goff? <laughs> so, ultimately, and I'm not going to tell you who I'm picking because mm-hmm. that would ruin the option. Right. So I think you can kind of guess where I'm going with this, but it's a tough litmus test for the Lions. The Chiefs, they're coming in hobbled, and it's one of many. It's not the be-all, end-all. It's certainly not a Super Bowl preview. <laughs> it's certainly not a Super Bowl preview, but we're going to have an entertaining game, a high-scoring affair, and as far as the winner... You're just going to have to wait just a little bit longer for my pick. Yeah, I mean, I – so the, the whole question, right, it becomes, you know, the Lions, I think they started off like 1-6 or 1-7 last year. 1-7. Yeah, and then they finished strong, winning eight of the last ten games. So it's like, which team are you going to see? Um, you know, it's hard to pick up where you left off. There's a lot of changes that were made. I, th- I don't think they're going to skip a beat offensively, especially tomorrow night against the Chiefs, who look like they're going to be without Chris Jones. I'm expecting Goff to have his way using St. Brown and using Marvin Jones. And I'm expecting them to be able to run the ball with David Montgomery. I don't really I don't really see them being stopped. I'm not, I don't know anybody on the Chiefs defense that's really I'm really worried about. And now on the other side... You know, we're going to see... So, Pat Mahomes, last year he lost to Kill, still won the Super Bowl. This year he's going to be with... It looks like he's going to be without Travis Kelsey tomorrow. You know, can can they win a game without Travis Kelsey? You know, I'm going to say that Andy Reid definitely has them ready to play. And it is a home game, but... Man, it's going to be... I think it's going to be a dogfight. Um, I... I you know, yeah, I'm with you. I'm not going to let everybody know who I think is going to win. But I do think that that's the way the season starts. The season starts with the, uh, the Lions offense looking good. Their defense, like you said, given up, unless they've made some real changes, giving up yards and points. And on the flip side, I see the Chiefs trying to figure out how could we play without Travis Kelsey. You're going to be asking a lot of Sky Moore. You're going to be asking a lot of the new kid, Rice. Um, they do have a plethora of backs in the backfield. So Jarek McKinnon, um, Clyde Edwards-Hilaire. I expect them to run the football. You know, I expect them to. And and MVS is good, but I don't know if he's like number one wide receiver good without, you know, anybody else taking the pressure off him. Their number one wide receiver is Travis Kelsey. Like yeah. They, they won a chip with Juju. Like Juju's yeah. not a number one. Right. So, I mean... They're definitely going to be hampered by this, but I, I, to me, like I think Andy Reid likes this. I think Andy Reid is going to be creative as fuck. It doesn't it doesn't phase him? I don't think. No, I don't think it phases him. It, it, you know what it does to him? It presents a challenge. Yeah, it presents a new way. Like, how are we going to score with arguably our second best player? You know how how are we going to do that? And this is how we're going to do it, guys. You know we're going to run the bubble screens. We're going to run the ball. You know. We're going to do gap 46, 46 gap. And we're going to take shots when we can take a shot. If they pick it off, they pick it off. I don't care because we're going to be all right. We're at home. No one's going to come into our building and slap us. So 
Yeah, I think that I think they're gonna be fine. I gotta say though, the, the Kansas City Chiefs wide receiver core is remarkably weak. Mm-hmm. I mean, they have Tony. Okay, like if he can stay healthy, he provides you with our Antoine Randall L type because he can throw. So we we saw that when he was with the Giants. We have you know the Super Bowl when he was running the jet sweep, and then you had Sky Moore running the exact same play. So they have they have speed to burn, but what else are they going to bring to the table? Scantling, Valdez Scantling's your deep threat. They went and got yeah. Richie James from the Giants. Is, is Richie James going to come back to earth, or is Richie James going to be the guy who he was with the Giants last year? It's thin, man. They are putting a lot. <laughs> they're, they're putting a lot on Rashi Rice. Which is not, yeah, listen, we didn't know who Tyreek Hill was. And then all of a sudden, he was extremely fast, extremely elusive. And what they, and for what they run there, you know, they run, they run in space, you know, they run in space. I mean, I've been on the sideline for their games and everybody's open because it's just, you know, you're running to a spot, you know, and, and, and the plays are extended because Pat Mahomes is able to move around and then. All of a sudden, it's ju- it's backyard football where he's throwing a bomb down the sideline. You're like, oh, I was supposed to get that guy. Shit, <laughs> you know. Over so. under two trick plays by Patrick Mahomes, not necessarily Andy Reid, like behind the backs, no looks. You know, jump J- Derek Jeter jump throws. Like, it's what can we expect? Night. It's opening night, so I'm gonna go under. You know, you're just trying to get everything right on the game in the first game. You know, um, especially he's going to probably be having to do a lot on his own tomorrow. So I don't, I, I don't expect any trickery. I, I, I expect you know to be surprised. You may surprise you. I expect a very mundane offense, a very toned down offense. We're going to run the ball. We're going to set up the pass, and we're we're going to do what we do. We're going to do what we do best, but. We're going to scale it back a little bit just because we're, we don't have our big gun. You know, we don't have a big gun. Yeah, I mean, I'm, we're going to see the complement of offense. But realistically, this is preseason game number four. You really don't. You're not going to hit. Teams aren't necessarily going to hit their stride until week three, week four. Once you get your sea legs under you, you have an idea of what you got. You know, I, I think that that's fair. But um, so so uh, you're not saying that... Um, Mahomes is Jonathan Gannon, huh? Like you're, no, you're, you're not saying guy. that. Yeah, so it's week one, <laughs> and teams are still looking for that competitive advantage, right? Like we're cagey here. Is Kelsey going to play? Is he not going to play? Is Mahomes going to do some trick shit? Is Chris Jones going to sign his contract and then walk on and play? Like those are competitive advantage storylines, but the Arizona Cardinals have cornered the market on competitive advantage storylines. <laughs> Arizona head coach Jonathan Gannon has chosen not to name a starter until game day, citing competitive advantage. Rumor has it, Scuttlebutt is, it's going to be Joshua Dobbs. So we'll take that for what it is. That seems to be the report. Now, do they pull a little sneaky on us and name Clayton Toon? We'll see. But the Cardinals infamously cut Colt McCoy last week. Leaving said room of Dobbs and Toon, the Cardinals head coach has also decided, as mind-boggling as this is, he's named Kyler Murray a captain. Murray will be out at least the first four weeks of the season, and his future is very much in doubt. Not just as a quarterback on the Cardinals, but a quarterback in the league. 
So which Gannon decision has you more puzzled? Naming Kyler Murray a captain? Or refusing to name the starter, citing a competitive advantage as if it was college? You know, it brings up a good question, though. Like, what like what are your thoughts on the team captaincy in professional football? Is it supposed to be the best player? Is it supposed to be the leader? Can it can it can the best player not be a leader? Is that okay? Could it be that you know you, you're a leader and you don't even really play much? Like, what's your whole what do you think of the captaincy role in professional football? I think it's window dressing. More often really? than not. More I think of- it's important. I think I think players I think it's important for players to be a captain. Well, let's think about this. Who is it often? It's often the starting quarterback. We've we've noted, we've seen plenty of starting quarterbacks that I would not as want as a captain. Would you want would you run through a wall for Jay Cutler? No. Guy. Would you run through a wall for Matthew Stafford? His teams his teammates won't. Uh, you know, I think it's window dressing. I think a lot of that is. Now you give me a guy like the long snapper, you give me a guy like the special teams, like Matthew Slater. That guy's earned his captaincy. Like Matthew Slater has turned into a special teams ace in this league. So, you know, for some guys it's warranted, for some guys it's earned. But a lot of the higher paying, more well-known guys, it's window dressing. And for a guy like Kyler Murray, it would be a huge black eye if he was making that much money and wasn't trusted to be a captain on his own team. That was bad. I mean, my whole thing is this, is like, you know, I, I don't know how teams do it these days, but for me, it would be something that the players would vote on. I think you have two offensive captains, two defensive captains, two special teams captains, and then, you know, two other players. I think you, I think that's the way, that's the way I would run my team. But, you know, if you think about it, if you look back to like the 80s and the 90s, like it usually were the leaders of the team. Mm-hmm. For instance, do you know in the, the 49ers Super Bowl in 1984, the captains were Bill Ring, Keena Turner, Kevin Fonhorst, and Dwight Hicks? No Montana, no Rice, no Craig, no Ronnie Lott. Mm-hmm. Like that was their team captain. So, I mean, for me, I think the captain should be a leader. You know, it's a, it's a veteran. It's a guy that's been here 10 years, 11 years, knows the offense, knows the defense. It's a, and, and you know, you got to have an offensive lineman in there, right? You got to have a guy that I want to bring into a bar fight or a guy that I'm going to walk down a back alley with. Like, you need those kind of players, right? And you need a player that's going to hold other people accountable. And to me, Kyler Murray is not that guy. At, from a distance and even from what I've heard inside Arizona. So I don't know what this move is. So, you know, my answer is, you know, I'm questioning him making Kyler Murray a starter. Like, what do you think if by making him a, by making him a captain, he's not going to play baseball next year? Oh, you're making him a captain and then you're going to go and draft Caleb Williams with the number one pick? Like, what's... I just don't understand the facade behind this. I don't understand why do he might not even play a game for them this year. So just so everybody is aware, the captains they chose were Kyler Murray, DJ Humphreys, Kazir White, Buda Baker, James Connor. James Connor to me is definitely a captain, I would think, mm-hmm. you know. And on special teams, it's Dennis Gardick. So that. Uh, 
it's like which one of these things does not belong here to me it's kyler <laughs> at least four of those guys will not be playing for the cardinals by the end of the year because those guys are going to try and win like that's the you know operation uh operation tank job is fully in flux right it's, it's fully going down and buda baker's got pride we know this James Conner has pride. Kazir White has pride. DJ Humphreys has pride. Dennis Gardeck has pride. Like, these guys are not going to roll over. And Kyler Murray, yeah, he's a captain. Is that going to stop him from playing Twitch and looking at the playbook? Yeah, right. No! Right. And then, and that's the whole thing is, like, you need to – it needs to be a leader. And, and don't get me wrong, like, later on, Montana and Lott became captains. But initially, they weren't. You know, it, it – it was it was much more high regarded for leaders, guys, you know, that aren't going to say the wrong thing, that are doing everything the right way, and are holding people accountable. And I just, I don't, I don't see that, and I don't even see that from this organization. I mean, how do you look everybody in the face and you fucking cut Colt McCoy? So no, I don't have a. Pro- I mean, his shenanigans in regards to who's going to be starting at quarterback is whatever. I think this whole captaincy thing is a much bigger deal, especially if you're going to – you're naming a guy a captain who isn't even going to be on the field for the first four games. Like, what is that about? Why don't you make Dobbs a captain or or, or Toon or, or somebody – somebody's going to be on the field where the ref can actually talk to you to make decisions. Or uh, Colt McCoy, the guy that you cut. Yeah. Like, Colt McCoy – Colt McCoy is dangerous in the regard that, you know, he's talented enough to win you a few games. This team is bad enough to move them to Miami. The problem is, is that uh, the Dolphins are already there. <laughs> they, got, they got some furniture movers on this roster. But I think it's kind of Bush League that they're making, that that they're waiting to the last minute. You know, as if... That, Who gives a shit? Right. As if Ron Rivera isn't going to be ready. I'm going to murder guy. whoever's back there. Chase Young is going to rip their fucking... I don't know if he's off. playing. I heard he might not. Uh, okay, fine. Montez Sweat yeah. is going to rip their head off yeah. and spit down their neck. <laughs> it's what they do. So, you know, I don't see how this is any kind of competitive advantage because they've been preparing for you for weeks. Since the schedule was out. Since yeah. the schedule's out. Right. And they've watched what you've been doing. It makes absolutely no sense to me. The quarterback that gave you the best opportunity to win is now unemployed. Unemployed. He's on the unemployment line. Unemployed. That that's it. Like that that's it and that's all. Now maybe Joshua Dobbs maybe Joshua Dobbs can do something here because he is, you know, he's a veteran. Like he's been around. He's 0-2. You know, it's not what we're talking about. You know, we're we're talking about 0-2. Career, 58.8% passing, two touchdowns, three picks. That's not even a sample size. When I talk about a small sample size, that's not even a sample size. So why not give the kid Tune a shot? Like, that's, that's my question. You drafted him. You brought him in. Why not give him a go? Because you're scared that you're going to win. Yeah. That, make, that is just ridiculous to me. And I just, I feel it's disingenuous. I feel it's in bad, it's in bad spirit to do that. Like, because 
how many of these guys on this roster like have pride? All of them. They, this is how they feed their family. This is how they, you know, this is how they earn their living. And you're playing games, man. Like the organization is playing games with them, and that is not right. That is not fair. And how the Cardinals got their reputation for years as being a shitty-ass Mickey Mouse franchise. <laughs> and for a while there, they, they seemed to be turning a corner, but now they just can't help themselves. They just can't get out of their own way. Do you love brownies? Of course you love brownies. But you know what's better than a brownie? A delicious, handcrafted, gourmet brownie delivered right to your doorstep. That's what our guys at Sweet Life Brownie Co. offer. Chef Tommy D and the crew offer a dozen delicious delights that you will crave from the classic OB to Dutch Apple to Campfire S'mores and many more. Check out their website, sweetlifebrownieco.com, for their Friday brownie drops. At noon, their site goes live and you see what they're making. Since you're there, become a site member and earn points. You earn 50 points just by signing up. Make sure you follow them on Instagram and Facebook too at SweetLifeBrownie underscore co for the latest updates and their latest releases and creations. That's SweetLifeBrownieCo.com. Give them a call, 845-641-3043 and tell them D&Z sent you. That's SweetLifeBrownieCo.com, 845-641-3043. Sweet Life Brownie Co. Because there's always room for a brownie. But we are going to get out of our own way. We still need to do our order up segment for the NFC East, and we will do that momentarily. Let's not get that twisted. It's coming. But it's time for us to think about our AFC and NFC championship game predictions, our Super Bowl prediction. And our Super Bowl winner. Call it our way, 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 way too early predictions. Who you got, D? Yeah, I mean, let's, well, let's, you know, let's go slow here. I, I'm going to start over with the AFC. And, you know, I, I'm standing behind what I said a couple months ago. Yeah, I just think this is Joe Burrow's year. I just think he's going to be the MVP. I think he is going to light it up. Um, you know, we saw Kelsey go down. Not that Kelsey's out for the rest of the season, but he's hurt. I think the Bills offense that takes a step back this year. Um, not sure what Justin Herbert's going to look like. That might give him competition. But yeah, I, I think I think the Bengals are going to be in the AFC Championship game. And then I, I, I have to go. I'm going with COVID. I think the Jets will be there. Wow. It's it's just it's hard not to. They've talked so much. See, <laughs> they just talk so much that they have to get there. They have to. If they don't, good Lord, it will just be just chaos. Mass hysteria. So I'm still I'm dogs and cats living together. Living together, mass hysteria. I just so I'm I'm taking the Bengals against the Jets in the AFC. Okay. So 
Who you got in the AFC? The Esiason Bowl. The Boomer Esiason Bowl. I like it. <laughs> um... <laughs> Force it's hard. The AFC is hard. There's a ton yeah. of talent in the AFC. Like there, there are six. There are probably seven teams that could legit go to the Super Bowl and win in the, in the AFC. I can give you five off the top of my head. I can give you the Chiefs. Yeah. I can give you the Bengals. Yeah. I can give you the Bills. Yeah. I can give you the Ravens as an yes. outside choice. Yes. And I can give you the Jets. Yes. So that is a that's deep. That's very yeah, deep. I, I sure. you know, and if you want a dark horse, shit. If Tua can learn, yeah. if Tua learns how to fall, who's to say 100%. the Dolphins aren't there? Yeah, 100%. absolutely. But and you can't sleep on the Chargers. No, they do take naps, but you can't sleep on the Jaguars. No, like they're ready in that division. They're ready. The a- people are. Yeah, the good. AFC is loaded, man. People Wait. are sleeping on the Patriots. Mm-hmm. People are sleeping on Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh has looked fantastic this preseason. Fantastic. George Pickens, Deontay Johnson, they, Pat Fermal, they, yep. they're, they've cut a team. Their defense is, is no joke. It all, I mean, Pittsburgh, all stem, it all stems from Kenny Pickett. If Kenny Pickett yeah. can make the step, they can jump the Browns. Sure. Completely the, Browns the, the Browns are good. The Browns are pretty good. The They're AFC good. is the loaded division. The AFC is the loaded conference. It's very difficult for me, though, not to go with Kansas City because the pedigree's yeah. there, right? At this yep. point, it's it's the Belichick, it's the Patriot way. They are entrenched. They're the incumbent. The question is, who do they go up against? And Josh Allen needs to have a major come up. Right, he's not going to be the guy who's who is leading the team in rushing. If he is, something has gone wrong. Lamar Jackson has his wideouts, so there is no reason anymore. These teams are plugging holes. Don't sleep on Jacksonville, like you said. Jacksonville could easily be in this AFC title game, but like you. I can't deny Joe Burrow. I can't deny what the Bengals are building. So I'm going to have Chiefs Bengals. The Bengals beat the Jets to get their spot. That's what I, that's what I'm thinking. So I, I have the AFC East being that division with three playoff teams. Like we had last year with the NFC East. I have the AFC East doing that this year. So I can see the Bengals knocking off the Jets and getting to that AFC title game. But let's let's switch gears here, flip the side. Who is your NFC championship? You know, the NFC is awful. <laughs> like the NFC is the abs is is the is the opposite. There is not a damn good team in this whole in this whole conference. I like to call there's it the probably, shit. There's three there's only three teams, maybe four, that have a chance to just get to the Super Bowl, um, in my opinion. And uh, I know, I know you're gonna laugh. You're gonna laugh. You're gonna laugh. But I, I, this is how I have it. I've got the Saints and the Eagles, man. I got the Saints and the Eagles wow. in the NFC title, NFC title game. I just think. You son that, of a bitch! You beat me to the Saints. 
Yeah, I just think. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I just think Derek Carr, and they've got it's a shit division. Mm-hmm. They've got a ton of talent. Their defense is very good. You know, I I don't know what happens when it comes to playoff time, but I I can see them finishing as a two or three seed. And then the Eagles, the Eagles, it's the defense. It's just the defense alone. Forget about Jalen Hurts. Forget about AJ Brown. Forget about Devonta Smith. Forget about DeAndre. Like they're they're loaded, yes. But the defense is gonna hurt people. Like they are loaded on defense, and that's what's gonna keep them in games. That's when it gets what's gonna get them to the number one seed, and that's what's gonna and, that, and ultimately, Z, I have them going to the Super Bowl. I have the Eagles coming in, beating the Saints, getting to the Super Bowl I'm on the NFC side and the AFC side. I it's just way too early for the Jets, and Jet fans will think it's the best day ever that they got to the title game. So whatever. So the Bengals get the Bengals get to the Super Bowl, and then. I've I've got the Eagles beating the Bengals. It just and it just it just comes down to defense. It's just they are ferocious and they are going to get after the quarterback. And I, I, I they they had a year to figure it out, and then the year second year they come in and they win it. That's fair. That's very fair. I mean, as long as they're drafting University of Georgia players, like they'll always be refreshed on defense. So the Eagles are definitely something they're a force to be reckoned with. I think the Lions are going to make some noise. I don't think they're good enough to make it to the title game. I think the Saints will make it as a wild card team. Um, the Falcons, I have them winning the division, but I, when the lights are on brightest, I don't see them being able to carry the load. The Giants, I have them making the playoffs as well. Can they build on what they did last year? Yeah, I think they can. I think they'll be a better regular season team. They'll be a more prepared playoff team. And they just won't be talented enough. They're, they're, still, they're still a little lacking. They're good enough to be a second place team. They're not good enough to be an NFC title team just yet. Stranger things have happened, right? A wild card team gets hot and goes all the way. Stranger things have happened. I mean, I'm... Ah, the Niners? The quarterback. What is going on with the quarterback? If you can tell me that Brock Purdy is who he was last year, that's hard. That's hard to replicate. That's hard to, to beat. And who's to say that with another crack at the Eagles with a healthy quarterback and a line that can actually protect him, who's to say the 49ers don't knock off the Eagles? Mm -hmm. I can see that, but the Saints are going to be a dark horse, that's for sure. But it's hard to deny the Eagles, man. It really is hard to deny When it comes down to the 49ers, the reason why... I don't have them getting there is because I just think all their players are going to get hurt. Yeah. Like, I just don't, I don't believe in Kyle Shanahan's scheme, number one. Number two, let's not forget, like, I do think the 49ers have a really good defense, but they're going to have a new D coordinator this year. This mm-hmm. is going to be their third D coordinator in three years. So, you know, and they got their guy, Nick Bosa signed his $170 million deal, so he'll be out there come Sunday. But, you know, I just don't, I don't try, I don't trust Kyle Shanahan to keep Brock Purdy healthy. I don't trust Kyle Shanahan to keep, um, 
their running back healthy. And I don't know defensively if they're going to be as good as they were the last three years. And the Seahawks are a good team. The Rams are shit. Seattle shit. So they're, they're definitely going to be in the. They're definitely going to be a playoff team. Seahawks are a little bit of an aberration, though. They caught a lot of people by surprise. And what we have the nine years of Geno Smith prior to last year. Which which was he? Which Geno Smith was he? It's a proving year for him. Like he caught the he caught everybody by surprise last year. People are, like Jared Goff. Right, Jared Goff, Jared Goff caught caught everybody by surprise. Now, how can you do it again? That's what makes the great quarterbacks great. That's what takes the very good to great. That's what takes the good to very good. Can you replicate it? And I just don't think that Geno is going to have as good of a season that he did last year. Good enough to possibly contend for a wild card. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Especially now with the information about the, the Rams receiver core. Like, that's really, you know, I'm starting to move off of my Rams at number two, but I'm a man of my word. So I'm going to stick with my Rams at two. But the Seah- it's not as far as, it's not a, as far of a drop as we like to think. But... Yeah, I forgot it. Yeah, I mean, that was big news. Cooper Cup. Yeah. We don't know what's going to happen there. I mean... Listen, when you're going to the Mayo Clinic in Minnesota to talk to somebody about your hamstring, that ain't good. That is not good. At that all. that is that is not a good sign. Um, and you know, this is the problem with hamstrings: is like even when you think it's better, mm-hmm. you try to push yourself to that extra gear, and boom, pops up, oh, it pulls. It, you know, you're just rolling the dice. You know, you could rest it all you want. You could do the electrotherapy. You can have the lady come in and massage it. Doesn't, you just don't know. You don't know temp- the temperature, the field, your cleats, the route. You just don't know. Um, so for anybody out there who's still drafting the fantasy, I'd stay away from the guy. Um, I'd stay away from the Rams in general. Um, you can grab a Cam Akers type guy, but you know, it, it stinks because he literally... He's been the best receiver in the league the last three years. Yes. I mean, he really has. Um, it's it's you know, unfortunate. Be- better than Tyreek Hill, you know, better than Jalen Waddell, uh, better than D- Devontae Adams. He's been the guy, man. He's just been, he's been like Spider-Man. From, you know, he got a Super Bowl MVP and it's, you know, this is a shame and this is what happens. You know, people get hurt. You can't control it. It's football. It's football. It happens. It could have happened on the first play of the, you know, of game one. It doesn't, it's, you know, everyone's saying this is why you don't play in the preseason. This is why you got to go easy at practice. But listen, there's no, we would, there's no way to know, man. There's no way to know. No, absolutely not. And it can go at any time. Odell Beckham looked, he looked healthy as can be. And then he was done in the Super Bowl, right? He blew out his knee. But as far as my pick goes for the NFC title game, you know, I'm calling a rematch. Like I'm, I'm calling Eagles Niners, but this time I got the Niners slaying the Dragon. So, Super Bowl matchup. I think that I think Burrowhead actually. I think that they do it. I think they they also slay the Dragon. So you're looking at Joe Burrow. And the Bengals taking on the Niners. 
and this is Burrow's time to shine. I, you know, I don't like being in agreement with you. Like, it's very, like, you know, it makes for boring radio. It makes for a boring podcast. But it's hard to deny. But if there's one guy who can do it, if there's one guy who can knock off Joe Burrow, it's Patrick Mahomes. Because we've seen it. He did it just last year. Burrow had my ass, I believe was the exact uh, phraseology. But now... Of course, with the factors, health certainly plays a role. Who bubbles up, who bubbles down. Football's unpredictable. But I think that you're going to be... I think that these teams, any either of our picks, I, I think they'll be the most realistic out there. Now, for you... So wait, who do you have winning the Super Bowl? So I have Burrow. I have the Bengals. I have the Bengals knocking off the 49ers. So as far as a wild uh, as a wild card or a dark horse, the Saints are your team? Like you would say the Saints are your team as far as like a dark horse that can make a run? Hmm. Dark horse. And you want to you you talking about AFC, NFC, or just NFC? In general, if you have one team that you think ah, people don't really think that much about them, but I think that they can, I think they can rise to the challenge. Hmm. Hmm. You know, in that situation, I would go with the Jaguars because mm. that defense is a lot better than people think. Their quarterback's a stud. They've got the receivers. They've got the running back. They've got it all. They're in a shit division. They're a team, and they had Kansas City on the ropes, man. They had them on the ropes. People don't even realize, you know, they had them on the ropes in that in that divisional round. So yeah, I would I would not sleep on them, because um, the NFC is just oh, it's just it's terrible. There's nobody to pick from. I mean, it's nobody. Like what the Bears? I don't believe in the Bears. The Vikings? God, the Vikings didn't even win a preseason game. <laughs> well, the Lions. There's too much expectation on them, so I I discount them. As cool of a story as that would be, I don't think the Lions are the team. My dark horse team, I got to go with the Giants. <laughs> I mean, why not? Dude, you're a Giant fan, that's Exa- why. Well, why not? Trash. Why not? I'm not even seeing the Ravens, man. Why not? The Ravens have to jump six teams. The Giants, they're not that far from the top in the NFC because the NFC is that bad. You catch... You catch a team at the right time, things happen in the game, right? Who's to say that the Giants don't make a run, right? It was improbable when they did it against the Patriots the first time. The second time, everybody expected them to win once they got to the Super Bowl. But all it takes is a all it takes is a few breaks, a little maturation from Daniel Jones. He stepped up a little bit he needs to turn that corner i'm not there with him yet right i was i was more sold on eli manning at this point in his career really i was like this guy maybe because eli came from old miss he's a manning he has pedigree daniel jones comes from you know he comes from oh god such a ridiculous (laughs) such humble 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 beginnings so 
We'll put it. We'll put it nicely. He'll come from humble beginnings. Code for small school, not a football power. So we'll see what he does. Saquon, healthy year. If he stays healthy, things can go a big way. They have the defense. Wink Martindale's got him playing. So, so you, when did when did Eli win the first one? He won it in two thousand eight. So that was his fourth year. Mm-hmm. That was like his fourth year, yeah. right? Yeah. So what's Dan? Daniel's walking into He's what? He's walking into year he, five. He work, oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, okay, it makes sense. Yeah. So if he can make the leap, and the, the pieces are around him, why not? Why not? I can dream. I can dream. Avoid messy accidents. Get better stopping power with your brake pads. Callahan brake pads. You never know when you'll be driving in the road and there will be a truck tire that you need to avoid and save your family. Callahan Auto. We really care about what's under your hood. And speaking of dreams, the MLB season is trickling down, it's whittling down, and people are starting to raise questions about awards for the end of season. Shohei Otani seems to have pretty much anything he wants locked down in the American League. MVP, Cy Young, whatever. Maybe next manager manager of the Yankees, whatever he wants to do. He's not going to pitch another game this year. Rightly so, with that UCL injury. But there seems to be a few question marks about who the National League MVP is. You have four quality candidates. Matt Olson of the Braves, Ronald Acuna Jr. of the Braves, Mookie Betts of the Dodgers, and Freddie Freeman of the Dodgers. So who do you think will land the NL MVP? Any of these these four guys, or are they going to split it? It's It's tighter than I thought it would be. You know, I really thought Acuna was a slam dunk for it. Um, but you know, Olsen's got 45 home runs and then he's got 114 RBI. Uh, and then Mookie Betts just has had a ridiculous August, like his batting average and he's just a monster. And Freddie Freeman's batting 335. Um, I believe Freddie Freeman's pretty high in the home runs, too. 25 dingers. Yeah. Um, Betts is 38. Betts is top five in home runs. Yeah, I mean, I'm going to stick with Ronnie. I think Ronald Acuna still should get it. Um, Leads the league in hits. Oh, no, I'm sorry. He leads the National League in hits. Um, He's got 63 stolen bases. Um, He's got over 30 home runs. He's a 60-30 guy. I haven't seen one of those in a while. Um, yeah, I'm sticking. I'm sticking with. I am sticking with Ronald Acuna. But I mean, an argument can be made for those other, other, at least two of those other guys. Here's the thing, though. You know, the the argument used to be that two guys from the same team split the vote. But what happens mm. when you have two guys on one team and two guys on another team? Like, this is unprecedented. It's amazing how good of a season these guys have had. Ronald Acuna Jr., the first 30-60 guy in history. Oh, so they're first ever. There yeah, you go. first ever. 
So there's that. 413 on base, 573 slugging, 986 OPS. You know, the peripherals are just as good. Freddie Freeman, 983 OPS, right? He's got 90 ribbies, 335, 25, and 90. In a regular year, that's enough to take it home. I mean, Mookie Betts, that's enough to take it home. 314, 38 bombs, 99 ribbies. From a guy who's not traditionally a power hitter, right? You think of the premier power hitters in baseball, you don't think of Mookie Betts. You think of, you know, big burly sluggers. You don't think of, of Mookie Betts. And then you look at Matt Olson. To me, Olson's probably the weakest of the bunch, even though he leads in home runs and ribbies. Mm. I just think that his peripheral stats are not as good. I mean, even something is like simple as war. Like I'm not, you know, I'm not a big war guy, but <laughs> he does have the lowest war of all four of them. That's interesting. So he's a full point behind Freddie Freeman. So I'm going to have him at four, not to diminish what he's done. Cause he's done, he's had a fantastic year, but Freeman's just a little bit better. So Acuna and Betts, Acuna was just a, a, a lot better. When you when you do something that hasn't been done before in Major League history, okay, you now have my attention. So now I'm looking at Freddie and I'm looking at Acuna. And it's close. But I'm going to give it to Ronald Acuna Jr. as well. Seven more homers. Fewer ribbies. Slightly higher OPS. Slightly lower batting average, but the 60 steals. Both of them play elite defense, so that's not going to be something that is, you know, that's not something that's going to work in either guy's favor. They're both going to be, you know, they're probably both going to win gold gloves. They're, they're both excellent defenders. So I'm going to say that Acuna takes it home. And rightfully so. He's, he's been a stud all year. And it's well-deserved. Now, that's the thing. Is there anybody else that could possibly warrant mention? Because like I said before, you have two guys from the Dodgers, two guys from the Braves. Usually that splits the vote and dilutes the vote. Is there any kind of... Do you see anybody who could possibly kind of sneak in because these guys are, are splitting their votes. No, not really. I mean, Arise had a chance. Arias had a chance when he was batting closer to 400, but not anymore. Um, I'm not going to give it to Strider. Strider might not even win the Cy Young. Bellinger came on strong, but he only in the second half of the year. No, I don't. I don't really see it at all. It's 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 uh, to me. It's it's those four. Yeah, it's it's very hard, you know. Like Cody Bellinger might have had a shot, but yeah, it's this is one of those few years that it's really like cut and dry. You really had a very clear 
like line of delineation between the best of the best and then everybody else. Right? But you know, kudos to these guys. They've been playing above and beyond. And if Ronald Acuna Jr. continues on this pace, I think he's gonna if he ends up somehow doing 4070, that's all she wrote, man. We're in September. Acuna needs eight homers and seven stolen bases. You're telling me that he can't hit eight bombs and steal seven bases in a month? Now, if he gets 40-70, that all, it all but cements it. Like, that is the stuff of legend. That's the stuff of dream. And congratulations to Ronald Acuna Jr. for that dream season. Need some last-minute fantasy football advice? Then the boys at the Fade Route have you covered. Tune in every NFL Sunday to Red Light, Green Light, 1, 2, 3 with DNZ. DNI give you our top 1, 2, 3 fantasy starts or green light. And fantasy sits or red light. That's Red Light, Green Light, 1, 2, 3 every NFL Sunday during the season. You can find us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and wherever you get the fade route. That's Red Light, Green Light, 1, 2, 3 with DNZ every NFL Sunday during the season. It's time for the mail route on the fade route. If you want to get featured, hit us up, faderoutemail at gmail.com or slide in those DMs at Fade Route Podcast on IG or drop us a line on our Twitter page at Fade Route DNZ. All right, boys and girls, our mailbox is full. And if you want, to have your email read on the fade route with DNZ, hit us up, faderoutemail at gmail.com. Slide in those DMs on X at faderoutednz or on IG at faderoutepodcast. Email number one from Jake in Richmond. Hey guys, Duke slapped Clemson. And FSU slapped LSU over the weekend. Which loss was more embarrassing? Hmm. Good one. Good question here. I am going to go with Duke beating Clemson. Because if I'm I'm right about this, I think it's like the first time in like 30 years. Like uh, Duke beat, beat a ranked opponent. Have I read that correctly? Or or maybe it was the first time in 30 years they beat Clemson. One of those two things. Um, Clemson was number nine. And they got knocked all the way down to 25. At least in the LSU-FSU game, those are two ranked teams. I mean, the LSU coach was running his mouth. But I'm going to go with Duke slapping Clemson. Because that might have just... I mean, it's Duke, man. That's... uh, that is wild. Oh. That's true. We're not talking about basketball. Like, if this was Duke basketball, okay, you got it. But Leonard, 17-33 for 175. 
no touchdowns. Right? He did not. He didn't throw for a touchdown. He ran for one though. Waters eleven for sixty-three with a touch. Moore eight for forty-three with a touch. Right? You, you definitely you caught Clemson. And if you're gonna catch Clemson, that's the time of year to do it. All right. This is the time of year to do it because. You, once you get rolling, once you get yourself established, it's very difficult to start knocking guys off. But for Florida State, that's a huge feather in their cap. You know, 45-24, freaking ass whooping. That's what that was. It's an <laughs> ass whooping. An ass whooping. After... Our favorite coach, Brian Kelly, came down here from my family. Talking all that mess. Tigers. It's Tigers. Go Tigers. He's doing his best Coach O impersonation. The problem is he can't pull it off. Ass. Well, just like that, he couldn't pull it off. Jaden Daniels didn't play badly. 22 at 37, 347, touchdown pick. But Jordan Travis, much better. 23 of 31, 342, four TDs, four, one, two, three, four, <laughs> and a pick. Not to mention Keon Coleman, nine for 122, and not one, uh, not two, uh, but three receiving touchdowns for the Seminoles. They see what's going on here. They're they're looking at all of the uh, the realignment around college football, and they're like, hey. Look at us. We want to get in that SEC, too. We're stuck here in the Atlantic Coast Conference. Let's go. Make it happen. But to talk all that mess for Brian Kelly, this is karma. For Brian Kelly to talk all that shit and then get your doors beat beat off. Couldn't happen to a nicer guy, coach. Couldn't happen to a nicer guy. But I'm going to throw in an honorable mention. I'm going to throw in TCU. TCU got knocked off by Deion Sanders in Colorado. Now, Pac-12. Yeah. Like, TCU wasn't a thing we like to call the national championship last year. Now, granted, Hacksaw Max Duggan isn't there anymore, but Colorado was moving the ball at will. At will. Like, interesting. Is- yeah, give you an interesting stat. Go ahead. About the Pac-12 over the weekend. Pac-12 quarterbacks... Threw 45 touchdowns Ooh. and only five interceptions. That's the entire Pac-12. That's crazy. Isn't that crazy? That's dude? insane. That's crazy. That's almost as good as the Pac-12 winning every one of their games. <laughs> so the, the Pac-12 undefeated. That's awesome. They're all leaving. They are. <laughs> they're all leaving. They're all leaving. So they're going to have their best. This is a contract year. If this was an in, if this was a player, it would be their contract year. So expect these teams to ball out because they're trying to prove their worth so they can get their payday. So you know when Oregon State and Washington State are left holding the bag of the Pac-12 when it becomes the Pac-2, they can at least say <laughs> that they were part of. When it comes to Pac-2, they they can at least say that they were you know they were part of that opening that week one where everybody went undefeated. Email number two from Caleb. 
in South Bend, Indiana. Interesting. How many quarterbacks will go in the first round of the 2024 NFL Draft? Jeez. Uh, you know, really? We did the way, 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 way too early predictions for our Super Bowl picks. And now we're throwing in our way, 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 way too early picks for our NFL Draft projections. But I cede my time to you. All right, so here's what I'll say about this question is that, you know, I think we're in a, we're in a different era now, as I just talked about with the Pac-12 quarterbacks. Like, nobody's waiting on quarterbacks to work out anymore. Um, we saw the 49ers get rid of, um, get rid of Trey Lance for Brock Purdy. I think if things don't work out with uh, – Richardson this year they'll quickly move on to a new quarterback next year we already talked about the Arizona is going to move on to a new quarterback if Geno Smith doesn't have a good season I can see them moving on to a quarterback if Brock Purdy doesn't have a good year I wouldn't be surprised if the 49ers move on to another quarterback like nobody's waiting anymore it's you know you're going to get a small chance two years maybe three and if it's not working out there are guys ready. There, who's the Oregon quarterback? The Oregon quarterback. What's his name? Hold on. This guy is a monster. What's this guy's name? Hold on. Oregon quarterback. Oh, you got Quinn Ewers. Like he's a Texas. Bo Nix. Bo Nix. Bo Nix is a monster. Okay. Bo Nix is 6'2", 216 pounds. Can make the throws. He's he's ready, man. He's going. He's going. He's a first rounder. The kid from Duke left. The kid from Duke who just beat um, Clemson, right? Mm -hmm. Can I interest you in this guy, Riley Leonard? Riley Leonard's another dude. He's a first rounder. Daniel Jones territory right there. Just because he came from the same school, yeah. Because he's six four. He's a big dude, and he ran 45 yards for a touchdown against Clemson. Like, it's not it. There's, there's. I always said that I, you know, I always thought that, you know, the NFL was going to have a problem because I didn't think they were going to be able to bring up guys who could play quarterback and guys that can throw. I'm wrong because I'm looking. I'm, I'm, I'm seeing five guys already that are going to go in the first round next year for sure, for sure. And I doubt my mind. Five. I think five. Oh my goodness. Okay. All right. Uh, now, I don't know. I think it, it's based on need, right? We had, you had guys like Matt Corral, right? You had Malik Willis. These guys were can't miss first round picks. Where did they get taken? Not in the first round. So it's way too early to project, especially when you have Caleb Williams' daddy talking about how you know if he doesn't like what he's seeing maybe he'll go back to school like what are we talking about here yeah yeah right come on we are like you're throwing your roses you're throwing your flowers at this kid who's no guarantee of coming out like what are we doing why like okay Drake May North Carolina okay fine Sure, Quinn Ewers, maybe Bo Nix. Like, you're going to have some guys. 
you're going to have some prospects, but it's about need, right? And I think teams are going to start to realize that, right? And I think you're, you hit the nail on the head. Teams are starting to realize that because in light of the Trey Lance trade, Right? You trade three number ones to get this kid and you trade on you traded him for a number four. That's rich. That's extremely rich. I'd rather have the three number ones. Because I could have rebuilt that offensive line. I could have kept Tyreek Hill off of Miami. Because I traded that. Like those bit those parts were part of a bigger trade. So I don't know, it's way too early. Guys are good. We're going to, you know, we're going to see guys bubble up. We're going to see guys have their draft stocks hurt. We're going to see how this plays out in conjunction with the NFL season. And if the Arizona Cardinals are stinking the joint out, I think Caleb Williams is going to pull back. Mm -hmm. I think he's going to stay an extra year. So then, are you necessarily going to be tanking for Drake May? Right? Yeah. Are you going to be tanking for Quinn Ewers? Are they tankable talents? Or are you going to get enamored with a guy, a kid like Shador, Alexa- uh, Shador Sanders? Excuse me. Another guy. There you go. Yeah. First round. Super, super athletic. Got a cannon for an arm. Has the pedigree as. You know, Optimus Prime. Who's to say that people don't get enamored with Shador Sanders' talent? But it's way too early, man. It's way too early. You're guaranteed for two, probably. Two. Now, who those guys are going to be, I couldn't tell you yet. But I'm going to. Just based on looking around the league and people coming to the understanding that you don't necessarily need to spend big. It's actually better off that you don't spend big on a quarterback because you can pay the quarterback cheap, build the quarter, build the rest of the team around him and you can get the Super Bowls. Maybe just maybe teams are going to start moving in that direction and really considering being more scrupulous and less enamored with the little girl with the curl. Are you in need of air care maintenance or service? I have the company for you. Air care technicians. They service the Westchester and Northern Bronx area and can help you with all your heating and cooling maintenance and service needs. Just give them a call at 914-315-1547. Again, that's 914-315-1547. Or shoot them an email at aircaretechnicians at gmail.com. These guys are the real deal as they are veteran-owned, licensed, and insured. Make sure to tell them that DNZ sent you. Order up. It is time for us to finish our division 
by division breakdown as we order up. Order up, order up. This week, as you might have guessed, we are ordering up the NFC East from 421. Who you got, D? All right. Uh, first up, I've got the Commanders. You know, I think they have a ton of talent, but I'm worried about the quarterback position. They'll win games. They'll compete till the end. They're not going to go like, you know, they're not going to only win four games. They'll be there. But in this division, I got them finishing third. And number, I mean, the fourth. And number three, I've got the New York Giants. Mm. Reality sets in this year. I think last year was an aberration. I think Daniel Jones will play well. Saquon will get hurt. And the defense will get gashed. On Dallas, I have it number two. And I think their defense, their defense will keep them in games. Their defense is going to keep them competitive. I think Dan Quinn is the best defensive coach in the league. Micah Parsons is the best defensive player in the league. Diggs is one of the best corners. The defense is the ceiling. The offense is the floor. When it comes to success, McCarthy's calling plays. Dallas finishes second. And number one, I got the, you know, the defending NFC champs. Uh, this comes this again comes down to defense. They are just studded. Jalen Carter, Fletcher Cox, Hassan Riddick, Darius Slay, James Bradbury, your boy, uh, Brandon huh. Graham, and Josh Sweat. Damn, damn, and damn. Uh, Z, what do you got? Yeah, James Bradbury, Philly's favorite. Your boy. My boy. Uh-huh. Pass interference. <laughs> Pass interference. He admitted defense. it. He admit it. He admit good, it. good. Let him admit it. Next time, be better. Be better, James. <laughs> be Carolina James, not Giant James. James and the Giant Squadouche. That's what you got in the Super Bowl. We're in agreement on the Commanders. Sam Howell's going to be okay. I think Sam Howell's going to be okay. Yeah. Okay doesn't get it done, though. Mm-hmm. Okay just does not get it done. And they've been, <laughs> they've been on the treadmill of okay for a very long time okay to bad right so commanders enjoy fourth place third place how about them cowboys as as usual the media is really overrating how good this team is the defense is is pretty decent right hankins lawrence odigizua parsons vander esch solid what are you going to get from Stefan Gilmore? Stefan Gilmore, the ageless Stefan Gilmore. We'll see. Is Trayvon Diggs going to be more interested in picks, or is he actually going to play some deep? We'll see. It's the offense. That gives me pause. Gives me questions. Can Tony Pollard be the guy? We've seen him work hand-in-hand with Zeke. Can he be the guy? You got Rojo, but Rojo suspended for using PEDs. You got Deuce Vaughn. Deuce Vaughn. You know, give me Vaughn. He's going to be like a, you know, a Darren Sproles type. That's fine. No Kellen Moore. What's this offense going to be now? It's a question mark. Lamb, decent. He's okay. Not great. Cooks. Brandon Cooks is on his, what, his 27th team? <laughs> He's a deep threat. But when Dak Prescott's the one throwing the ball, it's a lot of picks. And then Michael Gallup, he's coming back from a serious knee injury. Way too many question marks on offense. Way too many question marks. Number two, 
the New York football giant. I see the jump from Daniel Jones this year. I see the improvement from the rest of the team, right? Bring in Darren Waller, another year of Daniel Bellinger. Saquon is here. He's playing for he's, he's playing for a little more than $1.1 million. Let's be real here. So that defense plays. Hyatt is going to be a candidate for Offensive Rookie of the Year. That kid is going to be a stud. Enough to make the playoffs. Last year was not an aberration. It's a building block. Now we need to see Daniel Jones live up to the billing. And number one, they're going to slide back just because they were so good last year. It's impossible not to slide back. But not enough that the division's in doubt. The Giants will be good. The Eagles will be good. But the Eagles are better. Like, as, a, as a Giant fan, it doesn't pain me to say that because like, that's some healthy respect right there. Like, the Eagles beat our ass in the playoffs. So like, to be the man, you got to beat the man. The Giants didn't beat the man. The Eagles, they got studs on offense. They got studs on defense. Jalen Hurts, another solid year. Jalen Hurts might be in serious contention for that MVP yet again. Like, he's not going away. Like, he arrived, he's going to stay there. Now the question is, like, how far do they go from here? NFC title game, rematch with the Niners. That's, that's what I see. But it starts with the division title in Philly. podcast has its own merch line now go to the fade store with dnz.com today for all your fade route merch needs i'm talking tank tops t-shirts sweatshirts like yoga pants we got those too like some cool accessories we got those too and we're not done yet we have so much more planned for you but check out what we have today at the fade store with dnz.com that's the fade store with dnz.com The Fade Store presents the Alleged Superstar of the Week Award. All right, boys and girls, you know what time it is. It's time for the Alleged Superstar of the Week. Here's how it goes. We put up a poll on our X account at DNZ, and you vote, and you vote, and you vote, and you vote. And the winner of said vote gets the coveted ass trophy and a shout out on this here show. And do you know who took home the coveted ass trophy last week, D? I don't. The Arizona Cardinals. Well deserved. You cut Colt McCoy. You're playing coy. <laughs> You're playing coy with your quarterback, Jonathan Gannon. What the hell are you doing? What the hell are you doing? And you spilled over into this week. But we're going to confine you to last week. This is this week. Who are your nominees for Legend Superstar of the Week, Dean? All right, so first up, I've got Luka Doncic. Oh. Thrown out of the Slovenia quarterfinal game against Canada because of your, tech- your second technical foul. It's like, dude, 
You're a star player. You gotta stay in games. You cannot be getting thrown out for talking shit to the ref. The refs don't even speak your language. <laughs> Luka Doncic, you are my alleged superstar of the week. Next up, I've got James Harden. Word on the street is that if in 10 seasons, you made every All-Star game, but in 2023, you were not selected. Kevin Durant went down with an injury, and Commissioner Adam Silver reached out to see if you wanted a spot in the All-Star game as long as you promised to play. And you ghosted him. You ghosted the commissioner of the league Mm. because you were just upset with your situation. You're upset with him. James Harden, you're just not that good to be doing stuff like that. James Harden, you are my alleged superstar of the week. And number three, the Texas Rangers. First place the whole season with a slew of all-stars. And you're now in third in a battle for the wild card. You are in danger of being swept at home by the Astros. You let Jose Altuve hit three home runs, three bombs, and three consecutive at-bats. You lost 14-1 to on the day your ace is pitching. Do better, boys. Just do better. Texas Rangers, you are my alleged superstars of the week. What do you got, Z? Great choices. Just for fuck's sake, man. <laughs> Just for Christ's sake. For the love of all things that are freaking holy. Oh, my God. Let's start with Lucas Giolito. That guy. Oh, my God. Oh, gosh. No. I knew we were going with this. Three innings, <laughs> three innings pitched. Nine earned runs, seven hits, three homers. And do you know what the score was? <laughs> I don't, but I know he got... It was like he, he gave up eight runs himself. Yes, he? yes, correct. <laughs> oh, my God. Absolute ass whooping. <laughs> ass whooping. And Giolito has not righted the ship at all, you know, since he... Went to the Angels, but then the Angels cut him loose to try and circumvent. Oh, it's just, it's bad. It's bad, it's bad, it's bad. It's absolutely bad. But it starts with you, Lucas. Oh, my God. Lucas Giolito, you got to figure this out, my friend. You need to figure this out and figure it out fast. You are my alleged superstar of the week. Number two, Julio Urias, arrested on suspicion of domestic violence for the second time. So, suffice it to say, you're not going to be around for a while. (laughs) We're going to call this Trevor Bauer territory. You're already been placed on administrative leave by Major League Baseball, pending an investigation, and... Yeah, it doesn't look good. It doesn't look good, nor should it look good, because it's a really bad look. You got busted once, and then you get busted again. Nope, absolutely not. Julio Arias, you are my alleged superstar of the week. And last but not least, the 11,000 people that got disqualified from the Mexico City Marathon for cheating 
We have a marathon scandal. Oh my goodness. 11,000 people. 11,000. Amid accusations of widespread course cutting. <laughs> Remember Rosie Ruiz? That was one person. That was one. Try 11,000. 11,000. I can't get over that number. One, two, 11,000. Runners, you are my alleged superstar of the week. I think we've said our piece. Go to our X account at Fade Route DNZ and vote and vote and vote and vote and for our nominees. Just do better, boys. Just do better. Can you take the championship from DNZ? This year, you can play our football pick'em on CBS Sports and compete against us in the option every week. Check the link in our Instagram bio, Fade Brown Podcast all the details and to sign up then tune into the fade route every week until the super bowl for updates and standing bring it on let's run the option and give you our picks for the week the option is back and you can play along with us. Go to our Instagram at Fade Route Podcast. Click that link in bio. Find our CBS Sports Pick'em League and join us today. Come and take a poke at the chin. <laughs> but are you ready for some football, D? Thursday night. Your season opener from Arrowhead. The Lions at the Chiefs. Yeah, I'm going to take the Lions. It's a big game for them. They're healthy. They're healthy. Um, We don't know about Travis Kelsey. No Chris Jones. I think the Lions will win the opening game of this season. Wow. Okay. How about them Chiefs? High-scoring affair, narrowly won by Mahomes and company. Sunday, Sunday, Sunday. Settle in on that couch, get your popcorn ready, because we have some big ones for you. One o'clock, the Panthers at the Falcons. I'm taking the Falcons here, and it's not just because Desmond Ritter is my fantasy quarterback. I just, uh, you know, I think it's going to be a rough start for Bryce Young, and I think Atlanta has a lot of talent on the offensive side of the ball. I'm in agreement with you on the Falcons, but I think it's the Atlanta defense that's going to make it happen. Calais Campbell is going to be living in that backfield. He's going to get to know Bryce Young intimately. (laughs) And I don't think that... The Panthers have enough just yet. The Texans go into Baltimore to take on the Ravens. Yeah, it's going to be a long day for Stroud, so I'm going to take (laughs) Baltimore. 
again, we are in agreement. This is very difficult to spin any other way. The Texans are not there yet, and the Ravens have Super Bowl aspirations. This is going to be a whooping. This is going to be an absolute whooping by the Ravens. Bengals at Browns. Yeah, I'm uh, Joe Burrow's my MVP, so I'm taking Joe Burrow. We are in agreement again. Browns are going to Brown. Browns are going to Brown. It's a question of when, not if. And Joe Burrow is going to torch that defense. Jaguars at Colts. Yeah, um, I really like Jacksonville this year. I, we talked about it earlier. They're my dark horse. Um, I think Anthony Richards is going to turn the ball over a couple of times. It's going to take him some time to get good in that system. But I'm taking Jacksonville. Rookie quarterback, no Jonathan Taylor, no shots. Jaguars take this one easily. The Bucks go into Minnesota to take on the Vikings. Yeah, I've got an upset here. I think the Bucks win. Um, I don't like the moves that Minnesota did in the offseason. They have a lot of offensive firepower, but I'm not really sure about them defensively. And uh, don't sleep on the Bucks. They've got a lot of talent on both sides of the ball. So, Bucks. I'm going with the Vikings. Not by much. They don't thrill me by any stretch of the imagination. The Bucks have Baker Mayfield. The Vikings do not. That's really what's boiling down to. Jefferson's going to have his Jefferson game. And don't look up. Alexander Madison's probably going to be better than we think he is. I'm going to go with the Vikings narrowly. The Titans go into the big easy to take on the New Orleans Saints. Yeah, I mean, the Saints are my pick uh, to make it to the title game. I think they get off to a really good start. Um, I, I think they have a lot of offensive weapons and their coach knows defense and they have a lot of talent on the defensive side of the ball. So I'm taking Nola. It's going to be tough, but I'm going with the Saints as well. Derrick Henry's not going to make it easy on them. But at the end of the day, Ryan Tannehill, still their quarterback, or Malik Willis, or Will Levis, doesn't matter who it is, right? You can Jonathan Gannon this shit, and it's not going to matter. <laughs> you have no quarterback in Tennessee. The Saints are going to roll. The Saints are going to march in and march out with a W. The Niners come east to take on the Steelers. I got another upset here. I got Pittsburgh. I think, uh, you know, it's tough to go from west coast to east coast. Uh, Nick Boza, you know, he's just uh, he's just freshly inked. So I think Brock Purdy struggles. Pittsburgh defense is not fucking around, man. They're not fucking around. I got Pittsburgh. This is going to be closer than people think it is. It's tempting to pick an upset, but I'm going to go with the Niners. I think Christian McCaffrey is going to be the star of the show. Brock Purdy is not going to have to do nearly as much as people think he's going to have to do. McCaffrey is going to be the Swiss Army knife that they intended him to be. The Cardinals. Take on the commanders. Yeah, so if, I mean, if there's, if, yeah, if there's, I mean, there's any game that Arizona can win, it's this one, right? I mean, 
this is the you know you kind of surprise them you know this whole uh wizard of oz thing where he's not letting people know his quarterback's gonna be but no i think ron rivera and company take care of business ron rivera is not stupid that <laughs> team is loaded with talent more so than the cardinals they just need sam howell to be competent if sam howell is competent this is easily a win if sam if sam howell starts throwing the ball all over the goddamn place then they got a problem then they have a major league problem but i don't foresee that i think that the commies take this home we're in the four o'clock hour the Packers go into Soldier Field to take on the Bears. Yeah, so Dobbs and um, Watson, they're hurt. Their hamstrings are hurt. Uh, I think that could be a problem for Green Bay, so I'm taking Chicago. Yeah. Even if they were healthy, I was taking the Bears. They're a more well-rounded team, and I think Justin Fields is ready to go. I mean... There's not much there. Like you take away Jordan Love's two best targets. Yeah. Long day for the QB in Chicago. The Raiders go into the mile high to take on Russell Wilson and the Denver Broncos. Yeah, I just think I think Russ is gonna have a really long year. So I'm <laughs> taking I'm taking Vegas. I got one for you. Broncos win. I don't know how, but the Broncos will pull this off. It's amazing to me that the Raiders and the Broncos are equally dumpster fiery. The question, uh, the question is, which dumpster dumpster fire is going to be more incendiary? And I think it's going to be the Raiders. So, barely, just barely, the Broncos hang on. Russ doesn't screw it up that bad, and. The Broncos' D frustrates Jimmy G all day. Mm-hmm. The Dolphins go into SoFi to take on the Chargers. Uh, this is actually going to be a good game. I, I would love to watch this game, um, but I'm going to take the Chargers. They're the home team, um, and they're going to be un- they're going to be releasing a new offense. So I'm taking the Chargers. Yeah, but it's Kellen Moore's offense. We've seen that. He's trash. <laughs> we'll see if he can drag Justin Herbert down to Dak Prescott's level. But I'm going with the Dolphins. There's too much expectation. They're they're too loaded of a team. They have to go in and dominate. And I think that they can. The only two things that are standing in their way is their quarterback and their head coach. If the quarterback can stay upright and if the head coach can stop calling plays that get his quarterback killed they can have major league aspirations. Dolphins set the tone 1-0. The Eagles go into Foxborough to take on the Patriots. Yeah, it's an upset special. I got the Patriots beating the Eagles. Oh! People aren't talking about the Patriots, man. They're still the freaking Patriots. You know, all this talk about bottling up Jalen Hurts and, you know, Belichick can do it. And yeah, Belichick can do it. Absolutely, Belichick can do it. This team is just too good. The Eagles are just too good. Eagles fly, Eagles fly. 
the Rams go into Lumen Field to take on the Seahawks. Yeah, this is uh, pretty easy. Seahawks, no cup, no chance. We're in agreement again. They might have had a little bit of a chance if Cooper Cup was there, but <laughs> no, no. That window shut. <laughs> shut. Gino probably doesn't even need to play that well. Shut. Your Sunday night special, the Cowboys go into MetLife to take on the New York football Giants. Yeah, I'm on the Dallas bandwagon. I think their defense is going to be a problem. You know who else's defense is going to be a problem? The New York football Giants. This is going to be a relatively low-scoring game. And I got the Giants at the gun. Graham Gano kicks the game-winning field goal. Boom. 31-10, Dallas. Ooh, okay. Oof. All right, we'll see. And your Monday night delight, 9-11. The Bills go into MetLife to take on Aaron Rodgers. And the J-E-T-S, Jets, Jets, Jets. Yep, it's gonna, gotta stick with the COVID, going with the Jets. They run their mouths, they've gotta win. And they won't. (laughs) And they won't. In typical Jets fashion, Rodgers will play great, but just good enough to lose. The Bills are gonna turn it on. Look for James Cook to have a hell of a game. Really? Not, Not Dalvin. Not yeah, Calvin, James. I have him on my fantasy team. You saying start him? I would say as a flex option, not your pro- <laughs> not as your RB one, not as your RB one. But keep an eye out for those picks on red light, green light, one, DJ two, three, which Reed is coming. Said the Jets are going to be the best defense of all time. Uh huh. Yeah, your ego is writing checks your body can't cash. Wise man once said, but you heard it here first in the Battle of the Cook Brothers. James will best Dalvin. And not because of it, you know, not because James is better. He's actually going to be used. This has been the Fade Route with DNZ. Thanks for tuning in tonight. Catch our podcast on Wednesday night on iTunes, iHeartRadio, Spotify, wherever you listen to your podcast. So until next time, stay faded, everyone. Time for us to run the Gold Route, but we'll talk to you next week. Thanks for listening to this episode of our podcast. If you like what you heard and want to hear more, be sure to like and subscribe on your favorite podcast platform. Rate us five stars. Leave us a review. Turn on subscription notifications and tell your friends. Spread the word. Spread it wide.